Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Inside Illini Football. I'm Matt Daniels, the sports editor of the News Gazette. Pleased to be sitting across from jet-setting Illinois beat writer Scott Ritchie, who uh, luckily came back to his humble abode today as we record this on a after he lived the, uh, the life of a rock star the last 24 hours. We're not just talking because he covers the 24th-ranked Illinois football team, which we'll get to in a little bit. Good to see you, Scotty. Okay, yes, I did fly a private jet <laughs> to Minneapolis to cover Big Ten Media Days for basketball. No, it hasn't changed me, mostly because I know it's n- likely never going to happen again, and I'll be back flying commercial uh, all too soon. It I, was don't, weird. I don't want to. I, I, now that I've tasted the good life, I can't go back. It was weird. Before we set up this podcast, I had to go ask. Uh, Scott had someone following him into the office today, and he told me it was his media relations person and all inquiries had to go through his spokesperson before he that's actually not a terrible idea <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see you back scotty you're juggling multiple illinois sports all at the same time as uh the fall tends to happen and it'll get even more busy here in the next uh five to six week or weeks or so but you have a separate podcast for illinois basketball you can talk about your time in minneapolis later illinois football ranked in the top associated press top 25 coming in at number 24 uh please tell me you had this on your early season bingo card when you uh were thinking about this 2022 illinois football season well i could lie and say i did (laughs) but if uh, our listeners will probably remember before the season where we you know went game by game Mm -hmm. and like what's all my record going to be i think i I mean i had them at five and seven okay which mathematically still on the table and Illinois fans, Illinois fans have seen it before. Hater, but they'd have to run took their way to a five and seven record, and I don't see that happening to this team this season in this Big Ten. Um, so, I mean, ranked for the first time since twenty eleven, that Ronzook season, they were six and zero, and then very quickly were not. Um, I was, I was wearing Effingham, maybe covering high school sports. Very simple time. (laughs) Before you flew on private jets. Yeah. Didn't have to take a jet to Newton. (laughs) Could just drive there. Um, Yeah, it's a long time. I mean, I think 2011 for like the players on this team, they were in grade school. Mm -hmm. Probably had no concept of what Illinois football was beyond just maybe the team their dad rooted for. Um, So it's a... In year two of the Brett Bielma era, it's a fairly significant accomplishment. Yeah, 178 poll Associated Press top 25 polls had come and gone since the last time Illinois was ranked. Uh, they were 23rd in the October 16, 2011 poll uh, after they lost to Ohio State. And then they lost the following Saturday at Purdue, dropped out of the top 25, 
and did not reappear until this past week coming in at number 24. They are one of only four Big Ten teams in the poll this week with three of those teams in the top ten. Uh, Ohio State at number two now, Michigan at number five, Penn State at number ten, and now your your Illini at, at number twenty four. Yeah, I think uh, it should be worth noting. Um, east, East, <laughs> East, <laughs> best of the West. I there guess. you go. You're looking at the Big Ten West champs, which is a distinct possibility. Gosh, it really is on the table. It's gonna make for you're talking being busy. Uh, Friday night basketball game in College Park. Saturday. Evening, cross my fingers. Game in Indianapolis we'll for the fig- Big We'll Ten figure it out if that happens. We we can adapt. We can adjust on the fly. We can. I would say if Illinois is playing for the Big Ten title game, that takes on more priority than a Big Ten basketball opener. There's more Big Ten basketball games to come. This would be a historic accomplishment for the Illini. Well, it's something they've never done. Exactly. I mean, and. I mean, there just wasn't a Big Ten championship. Well, yeah, I mean, it's only been around for 10 years or so, but still. The fact the fact that we're even sitting here on this mid-October Wednesday afternoon, the sun's shining here in Champaign, homecoming week for the Illini, the fountains are dyed orange at the Alumni Center on campus. Uh, don't know what the crowd will be like on Saturday. There's still a big push, obviously, to get as many fans into Memorial Stadium as we can, as they can. Uh, coming off the 9-6 win uh, against <laughs> Iowa on Saturday night, which I just needed a safety and my You were so close. I was. I almost got Chattanooga right a couple weeks ago, too. I had 37 nothing. It was 31 nothing. I just needed two more field goals. Say, it turns out I gave both teams too much credit. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's 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 start with the the Iowa game first this past Saturday night. Like I said, 9-6 win by the Illini. No touchdowns at all. Uh, Fabrizio Pinton became a household name. Fill us in on the kicker that is more known as Breezy by his teammates. Well, apparently, that's the nickname he's had like forever, so okay. it's not just new. Um, but number ninety-eight, your regular kicker, number, number one in Illinois fans' hearts. So, a uh, retro freshman transferred last year. I th- yeah, from Air Force, followed Ben Miller. Okay. The, who? I, I mean, I guess this. Coordinated assistant his, coach, yeah. In the a, his, his title's changed since he's you know sidelined this season, mm-hmm. you know, fighting cancer. So mm-hmm. obviously, all the best still to him. Um, but Breezy came in to you know, I mean, back up Kill Griffin, but you know, battled in camp. I think you know for that spot, lost it. Um, with Caleb Griffin kind of nursing a a leg injury, or I guess leg lower, lower body, body injury. Probably his leg, since kicking's his thing, and you know, I think he could kick with an arm injury. Yeah. Uh, Game time decision. Um, that that Caleb kind of it made is like he went, was out there during warm ups mm-hmm. and made a couple kicks, but you know, kind of pulled himself. Just he told coaches he wasn't good to go. So here comes Breezy and makes his first career field goal, and then is asked to do it twice more and kicks what turns out to be the the game winner with. Two minutes, 49 seconds to play. That almost didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week, co-Big Ten Freshman of the Week, had his moment in the sun. I, we'll see um, kind of what Caleb Griffin's status is moving forward. But if he can't go, then uh, more breezy. There you go. 
Well, that storyline emerged on Saturday night. Two other big ones, I think, emerged as well. One, this Illinois defense is for real. Uh, it's not just kind of smoke and mirrors. And two, who is starting at quarterback on Saturday when P.J. Fleck and his rowing gophers come to Memorial Stadium here in Champaign? After Tommy DeVito left, was it late in the first quarter, early in the second quarter? Yeah, one of those two. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so first half ankle injury. Do we know if it's left or right? Um, Left. I had to picture him being held off the field there for a second. Um, he was on a run and then landed and... A big Iowa player fell on him, and well, and his ankle. And he had it nagging yeah. before Saturday night as well. So honestly, it probably just it hasn't been a hundred percent since training camp. Mm-hmm. But you know, he's managed to play. Um, you know, Brett Bielma did not specifically rule out Tommy DeVito on Monday. Um, also, did not answer if Art Sikowski would start at quarterback for the Atlanta this Saturday either. Sure, yeah, that was. Uh, he he saw through that one, um, <laughs> but I have another opportunity uh, tomorrow Thursday to ask Brett Bielma again directly: Is Tommy DeVito going to play? Mm-hmm. I what he did say it was probably not realistic for Tommy DeVito or Isaiah Williams who had a concussion, mm-hmm. Taz Nicholson who had a concussion, um, Isaac Darkangelo. I missed him going down apparently, but those four, all four key contributors for the Atlanta. Yeah, I got. Starting quarterback, starting receiver, starting, starting quarterback. Um, and, I mean, Dark sometimes a starting linebacker, mm-hmm. but he also plays on every special teams unit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, maybe none of those guys will play. And that could be a problem, especially the, the Tommy DeVito part of that. Well, Art Sikowski came in to replace uh, DeVito. Um, did okay. Was thirteen of nineteen overall, seventy-four passing yards, um, fifty-five of those I think on were two completions. On two completions. Uh, one very costly interception with Illinois driving, uh, looking to punch it in the end zone. And honestly, one almost just disastrous fumble. Which I don't think you could blame Art Sikowski for entirely. No, I'll blame Barry Lunny because uh, Art Sikowski did not call that play. Yeah, and Barry discussed it on Monday. It was like because. That Art had, you know, hit a run you know, earlier in that, I think, in that fourth quarter. That on film they'd seen, you know, Iowa when spread the Iowa defense when you know, facing, you know, a five wide offense had been hurt by the QB draw. But like, I don't know. Let's not get too cute here, Barry. All like, and he said like all they felt they needed was a field goal because mm-hmm. the defense they, yeah, pretty trusting that they would get the stops, which they did. Like if all you need is a field goal, you're in field goal range already. Either give the ball to Chase Brown, mm-hmm. the nation's leading rusher. Also, the nation's uh, he leads the nation carries as well. Yeah, or on, just like have Art take a knee. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do anything to put the ball. It in was jeopardy. very puzzling watching it here in the office late Saturday night. Uh, at that point, too, it kind of had the the game had kind of had the vibe of this is going to overtime. And it's going to become a two-point conversion contest at some point. Uh, which like, it did not. I was trying not to have those thoughts <laughs> as to not think it into existence. <laughs> because, as again, not to harp on this point too much, only <laughs> beat rider with the deadline, this guy right here, me, um, was facing it. So You did great. Yeah. Fine. I mean, Game ended. Game ended. That was the big part. It didn't go into <laughs> overtime. And honestly, 
if it did go into overtime, I, I it's Wednesday afternoon, we'd still be at Memorial Stadium. Because neither <laughs> of those teams looked competent, uh, you know, getting it into the end zone. Uh, that, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it uh, it was it was puzzling because uh, I didn't know that Nathan Shieldhouse or Juice Williams still had eligibility at the quarterback spot. Because why would you run a quarterback draw with one of the most least mobile quarterbacks Illinois had in quite some time? Tommy DeVito could run, can run if he needs to. Brandon doesn't, Peters, he doesn't particularly like to. Like, yeah, Brandon Peters could have. He wasn't an oak tree, an oak as tree. We were well aware. Artsikowski's kind of in that West Lunt, uh, John Butcher range where you don't really need him to, to run the ball. That's not his strength. That's not his forte. So it was – I mean, he delivered some blows on the few scrambles he had. He, sure, he's a – Big, big guy, and, and at times, dude. at times too, watching on Saturday night, you're thinking, okay, you really don't have to lower your shoulder because you know you're the backup after that's Ryan Johnson, who's a, a walk-on Division two transfer. Um, after that, it's kind of a true freshman, Donovan Leary. Uh, you might want to slide or just you know. Well, Brett Bielman mentioned this Monday, like last year, they had conversations about Art of uh, maybe how to slide. I'm not sure he'd ever done it before. It's like. Put this in your your bag and use it mm-hmm. occasionally. Um, yeah, it just could have been a disastrous ending for the Illini. I mean, for a moment there, it was mm-hmm. because Iowa returned the turns out not to be a fumble for mm-hmm. a touchdown, and like that that was the game. Very well, could have been the game, and only by virtue of modern technology was it not. But like right, but but blah. Like what Brett Bielema said, though, that's why we have replay in college football. And should obviously, thank once you know to Ron Turner, what, yeah, once you uh, once you saw the replay, it was quite clear that his elbow was indeed down before the ball came out. But still, it was pretty of, close, though. Kind of a precarious few moments uh, for a lot of anxious Illinois fans. But regardless, Illinois pulls out the win, nine six. Uh, before we move on from Iowa. Let's talk about this this defense, which is just kind of crazy to think, considering for years upon years upon years, the Illinois defense is like a sieve. It was like, okay, you need a running back to top 100 yards? Go play Illinois. You need a quarterback to go have a career day? Go play Illinois. You need to get your offense feeling good? Go play Illinois. That is not the case this year. Uh, they still have not allowed a touchdown at Memorial Stadium uh, through four home games so far this season. Does that change on Saturday? Why is this defense playing so good, Scotty? I think everyone on the defense would say that it starts up front. I mean, that's the old cliche, but, you know, cliche for a reason because yeah. it's true. And Keith Randolph, Calvin Avery, Johnny Newton have been playing at a really high level. And you know, Calvin doesn't have the stats, but what he does in the middle of the defense frees up uh, – Newton and Randolph to do their thing and like mm-hmm. they're you don't often see defensive tackles like lead a team in tackles and you know that they're making all of the plays mm-hmm. um they just have there's not like even then like they're playing really well Quan Martin's playing well Kendall Smith is making you know ball hawking plays at safety Cindy Brown just lighting people up there's not like a superstar mm-hmm. but they all just literally like do what they're supposed to do on every play. Like their assignment sounded like it's boring, but it also means 
they're not going to get burnt very often. Also, I was really bad at moving the football. Yeah. Really bad. But, you know, how do you fire your son? <laughs> Brian, it's okay. Your family <laughs> loves you. <laughs> um, uh, I Like, so Fran McCaffrey was in uh, Minneapolis on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and if I wasn't maybe semi-certain he would have jumped over the podium and, like, <laughs> throttled me, I would have asked him about the cameo. Fair enough. Or if he's gonna, if he had any request to film a few more, ah, <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's that's something for sure. Uh, anyway, uh, defense is playing exceptional. Uh, they've allowed forty-eight points total so far this season. Just for comparison's sake, in twenty eighteen, Illinois gave up at least forty-eight points in five different games. Uh, just to kind of see the progress that they've made in such a short time. Uh, still have the nation's top scoring defense, uh, giving up eight points a game. The nation's number two scoring defense is Minnesota, and the Gophers come to town this Saturday. Before we talk about the homecoming game here, though, obviously a big talking point throughout last week, Scott, and you'd be remiss to not go on social media and see mention of this probably every time you scroll through your feed. Uh, they wanted to get a big crowd out to Memorial Stadium. They got the best crowd out of the season so far. Announced attendance of 44,910. Still only two-thirds full for Memorial Stadium, a, a venue that has a capacity of 60,670. 60, what was the atmosphere like Saturday night, Scotty? And are we going to see an even bigger crowd this Saturday against Minnesota? Well, I mean, the crowd for the Iowa game was, again, you know, it wasn't full, but mm-hmm. it felt closer to that just compared to what Mm -hmm. the crowds have been for years Mm -hmm. at this point um and it was loud and like they stuck around and it was probably you know it was a close game was unless you're like a huge fan of defense it was not an exciting game Mm -hmm. but it was close and they stuck around and um the band was very very loud i was on that end at the kind of last couple minutes and yeah, I can understand why Iowa was having some <laughs> trouble because, like, I couldn't think. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know if the crowd will be mm-hmm. bigger or better. It's an eleven a.m. kickoff this Saturday instead of six forty, like it was last Saturday. Should be a decent weather. Nice, it's crisp, it's be nice. crisp fall Saturday. Um, homecoming. I mean, obviously, you know, it's, they had the ticket promotion. On Tuesday, twenty-four dollar mm-hmm. tickets for twenty-four hours. So they're still pushing, mm-hmm. you know, to sell more. Um, so we'll see. But I mean, a good crowd for football does not only impact football. Um, if you checked out Good Morning Illini Nation this morning, um, Brad Underwood talked about how a good football team is good for his basketball team because mm-hmm. they had stopped taking recruits to football games because. A, the team was um, losing mm-hmm. frequently, and B, the, nobody was showing up. And like, you don't want to, you're trying to sell not only the basketball program, but the university and the uh, overall college experience. And mm-hmm. that was not um, anywhere close to a highlight of what you know Brad Underwood and his staff were trying to put out there for recruits. So, I mean, that that has changed. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, uh, Minnesota comes to town this Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff. Uh, final home game of October for Illinois. Only three more home games left on the docket. They got this Saturday against Minnesota, and then November 5th, Michigan State. 
comes to Champaign on the November 12th, Purdue. Um, all right, Scotty, how are, you, how are you feeling about this Saturday's game? How do you size up the Gophers and Illinois' chances, given especially, to the uncertainty of who starts at quarterback for the Illini? I mean, it's an interesting matchup anyway because Illinois, as you mentioned, has the number one scoring defense and then um, the number three defense when it comes to yards allowed per game. Um, and, you know, one of the best rushing defenses, a top five run defense in the country, plus the nation's rushing leader in Chase Brown. And Minnesota can counter with the number two scoring defense, the number one total defense. Um, again, uh, I believe a top seven run defense. And then Mo Ibrahim is supposed to play. So, again, they have one of the best running backs um, in the country. Uh, his stats aren't quite there because he did miss a little mm-hmm. time with an injury, but. Like that, basically, like I don't know, it's all a wash. So maybe it comes down to quarterback play. Um, Minnesota will have Tanner Morgan, who I think I don't know, he's in his twelfth year of college football. I saw uh, something today. He's only the fourth oldest quarterback in the Big Ten this year, though. I don't know how that's possible. Tommy DeVito's twenty four. Yeah, it's just he's been at Minnesota for he's his run career. PJ Flex offense all the time, mm-hmm. and Illinois will have unlikely Tommy DeVito don't see him playing so it's going to be Art Sikowski and advantage Minnesota like I the coaching staff is obviously saying all the right things and you know, how Art prepares and you know, they have faith in Art which is good I mean they have to say that I, I don't have that same faith like he's going to put the ball in peril because that's just who he is as a quarterback okay. and give me a score you have you have time to change this before it runs in the paper. I on do. Saturday. I mean, obviously, neither team's going to score. So what points. I'm saying, what I'm hearing is sixteen to ten Minnesota. Ooh, boo, boo, Whatever. Richie. I've been boo booed before, and I honestly don't care. I think the first time you got publicly booed is when you picked Western Michigan, coached by PJ Fleck, to beat Illinois in 2016 at the Esquire for our Monday and Night Radio Show. If and I recall correctly. That happened. Yeah, then P.J. Fleck ran a whole hundred yards down the sideline and then jumped into his players' arms in the visiting locker room. That was nice to see. He's a special kind of guy. That's one way to put it. Um, all right, boo. Uh, negative Nancy over here. And Whoa. Homer Mick Johnson's going to join. Hey, 17-12 line. I mark it down. There you go. You have been awfully close. I know. It's kind of weird. Um, I just – if Tommy DeVito plays, I – like if Brett Bielma tells me tomorrow Thursday, yeah, Tommy's gonna go. Okay, but as of Wednesday, I will pick you're Illinois. Going, you're going Minnesota sixteen ten. Yeah, all right. Because if Tommy DeVito doesn't play, Illinois doesn't win. And like Isaiah Williams, probably not gonna play. I mean, you got Chase Brown. He's gonna run for like three hundred yards on fifty four carries. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Chase has always said he wants them all. He's gonna have to get them all. But like Isaiah Williams is probably not gonna play. Taz Nicholson's you not gonna play. You got Pat Bryant. You got Brian Hightower. You got the best defense in the country, Scotty. Just you got time to change your mind if you want to. I mean, this is going to live in posterity on podcast. Yeah, it, it's all it's going to hinge on what Brett Bielma says tomorrow. Okay, all right. All right. But when he says it's art, I will say it's Minnesota. All right, sure, you're going to be wrong. It's fine. It's okay. Illinois is going to clinch a bull berth by October fifteenth. How crazy is that? Okay. I just don't even have words. And they've got a chance to go to a bowl game that is in a warm locale as well, not just like Detroit. I mean, at this point, at this point, like they're going to make a bowl game. Like I'm, 
Just go all in. Just go to Pasadena. Just win. Just, just do it all. I don't care about that. I just care like it's not New York or Detroit. You don't want to be in cold weather cities. In no. Like, like what's what's the point <laughs> of a bowl game in a cold weather environment? Like, this is supposed to be a reward for the players. Like, mm-hmm. you made the postseason for football. Happy Christmas in Detroit. Fair enough. Like, play in warm weather. It's it's fine. I got Illinois going to the Citrus Bowl in my weekly bowl outlook for the Big Ten in our Big Ten page that'll run on uh, Thursday's paper. Is that in Orlando? Yep, Orlando. I got uh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna fight the Disney traffic. All um, right, I think you could find something wrong in anything, Scott. So uh, let's go to some. I could. I, to, I'm kind of like like Nashville would be cool. I, I like Nashville. It's drivable. Also, Charlotte. You, you just want to see Brett Bielema get dunked with mayo and you make a viral video. That's the only reason you want Illinois to end up there. That's just be perfectly honest. Yeah. So? Okay, fair enough. All right, this is the favorite part of the podcast, at least for me, because I get to stump Scott Ritchie with some hard-hitting Yeah, I will get zero correct. On uh, some serious history. I know who won last year. Who won last year? Illinois. What it was, was in, score? Uh, 14 to 10? 14 to 6. Yeah, it was close. All right. Great weather in Minneapolis that day. Minneapolis is your favorite Big Ten city. It is. Cause what about Champaign-Urbana? I'm always here. All right. Fair enough. That's a diplomatic answer, I guess you could say. All right. I, I chose to live here. That is that. true. Saturday's meeting between the Illini and the Gophers is the blank meeting. I needed to phrase that in a better way. How many times have they played? <laughs> that is better. <laughs> um... 92. This will be the 75th meeting between Uh, the two schools. Overshot on that one. Who leads the all-time series, Scott? Illinois? Minnesota. 0 for 2. They lead 40, 31, and 3. Glad we got rid of ties. Yes. All right, when was the last time Illinois beat Minnesota in Champaign? You covered this game. I did, because it was 2019 during the bowl season? Not 2019. Eh, 0 for 3. 17. 2018. 18. 55-31. I can still picture Reggie Corbin and Dre Brown just running rampant on... Uh, well, I guess that would make sense, because the 2019 Netflix. game was in Minneapolis. Yeah, That's all right, Scotty. Right. Should have known it was an even numbered year because this game is on an even numbered year. That was stupid of me. Uh, when was the first meeting between Illinois and Minnesota? Nineteen. Let me get that part right. Um, no, you're not. It's eighteen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought since I only played seventy-five times or whatever. Um, eighteen ninety-nine. Eighteen ninety-eight. Close, hard-fought, eleven-ten win by the Illini in Champaign. And what believe it or not, more than a century later, the score is going to be pretty similar. What is Brett Bielema's all-time record against Minnesota? He's never lost. That's true. Well, I, I didn't ask that. I asked <laughs> what's his what's his all-time record. I kind of went a shot in the dark there with never lost either. Um, eight and zero. Oh. Good job. You redeem yourself at the end. Way to go, Only Scotty. Because Ed <laughs> told me it was eight. <laughs> I wasn't looking. That's fine. Cheating's allowed, I guess. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. All right. I think that's enough torture for you on these, God, these trivia questions. I'm not good at it because I okay. don't. Honestly, I have All right, here's a record a spoiler, book here's a spoiler in alert. the office, at home, and in my computer. Next, bag, week, when we re- next, when we re- next week when we record this podcast, we don't 
have to do this trivia part of it because Illinois, no they're in, they're in a bye week next week, second bye week of the season. Um, they play in Nebra- at Nebraska on October 29th. You'll be in Lincoln, Scotty. Study up on your Illinois-Nebraska series history, which should be easier since they haven't really played that many times. So I feel confident next time that you'll you'll ace this quiz. I I just probably won't do it, though. That's okay. I'm just saying, here's your warning. All right. You want to get out of here? You got some words to write? Oh, when do I not? That's true. All right. Well, for Scott, for Ed Bond, I'm Matt Daniels. Thanks again for listening to Inside Atlanta Football. We'll be back next week.